Blog Talk Radio. Show. I don't even really know 
Uh, but anyway, we do have JB, Mr. Reliable. We do have Dr. Train, Hurley. Yo, yo. Me, Commissioner Hughes. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we got playoffs. Even though we're not in the playoffs, it's still football. We're still excited. Welcome to the Madden Boys Playoff Edition. Yes, sir. This ought to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I think so. I mean, I mean, I, I was on Twitter earlier, and one of the Dallas Cowboy fans that I um, follow said, how many of you guys, after the season is over, just turn off football altogether? Because if the Cowboys aren't in it, you don't even watch it. And I didn't comment because why? Okay. Palomalu, Edgren James, Zach Thomas, Bryant Young, Richard Seymour, John Lynch, Steve Atwater, Leroy Butler, Reggie Wayne, Tory Hope, Isaac Bruce, Sam Mills, Tony Baselli, Alan Fanica, Steve Hutchinson. Now, let's be clear. This is a special Hall of Fame class for NFL 100, I believe. Anyway, they're doing two Hall of Fame classes. I don't know which one this is, but they're doing two Hall of Fame classes this year. They're doing the regular Hall of Fame class, and then they're doing a special NFL 100 Hall of Fame class. I don't know which one this is, but the names I just read are the finalists for whatever Hall of Fame class that one was. Oh, look, look, look who's joining us. Oh, oh, he's here. Mr. I can do 7 o'clock. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Boys. Seven o'clock to be exact. Uh, hello. I, I, if you told me that you were in your kitchen breakdancing because Palomalu is a finalist, then I'd say, all right, I, I can allow you to be, you know, you can be a little late if that's what you was doing. Or if you were in there T-bowing, you know, you were in there T-bowing because, you know, Palomalu <laughs> is a finalist, then, you know, I guess I can understand it, I guess. I guess. Absolutely. My guy. I'm going to Cannes, yeah. by the way, once you get to watch it. Hey, we've been there. Weren't you? You were there at the uh, Madden tournament mm-hmm. at the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was there. I don't know. That was. I was. I was. Uh, I was running a crew v crew for that one. I didn't play in the single tournament, but I, I ran. Uh, I, I oversaw our crew, and our, our crew actually did very well. That tournament actually, we did. We did really good. That was a long time ago. Our, yeah, our nice. red EAFL T-shirts. We were rolling in there. You know, like 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 Madden gang members. You know what I'm saying? We was we was rolling hard. <laughs> I hate I didn't get a chance to enjoy some of those, man. Uh train, man. Just just the experience alone, man. I mean, I mean, you know, just you know, obviously K Star can talk about this a lot more than me, but just the experience of going along, going to, you know, when I was involved, Major League Gaming was was running the tournaments. And they really were, you know, they were, they did Call of Duty and Halo and those types. So they understood promotions and big stage events. And man, they just, they did such a good job with, in my opinion, with the Madden tournaments and really helping Madden become even more mainstream. Now EA Sports is kind of taking that back over and they're doing a great job. But it was just, it, it, for anybody who's a serious Madden player, loves playing the game, to go and just watch these guys, watch the K-Stars and the problems and the dynasties and all these guys. And these guys, they get locked in and they get into their zone. And it's like, it's, 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 it's an experience because you think you're good. Like I, I tell these guys, I used to go stand in line, right, in my little neighborhood GameStop back in the day, right? I used to stand in line, 
to get my game, and you listen to all these guys talking smack about how good they are, and I'm just like, these guys don't even know. You know, they don't even know. These dudes, you know, like, okay, let me let you, because you know this better than me. How, talk just, just a little bit, and then we'll get back into the stuff. But talk a little bit about the grind. If you were a top man player for a long time, talk a little bit about the grind of maintaining that top level of, of Madden. I think a lot of people just don't realize what goes mm-hmm. into being an elite Madden player. Talk about that a little bit, K-Star. It takes a lot of practice, man. So you have to play probably at least six hours a day, to be honest. It's so much of its muscle memory, keeping up with the latest trends and and, and implementing them in, in games. And just one of those things where you have to know what everyone's doing and you have to uh, have your muscle memory down pat because every click matters when you're making defensive adjustments and offensive hot routes and formation shifts and everything of the sorts. And like anything else, as a, um, you know, like, like athletes would practice, you know, shooting basketball through the hoop, you want to do the same thing as playing as much as you can and, and executing and perfecting, you know, schematically your offense and defense. So, I mean, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of work on the daily. And, um, yeah, as a father, I can't keep up with it anymore. I got to be honest. It's just too much. It, is, yeah. it mandates that yeah. much activity. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a lot. <laughs> well, Train, you know how hard it was when we were running our league and we had some pretty good guys, I mean, you know, um, in our league and just keep it up with those guys. And I imagine these tournament guys, man, I mean, it's just, it was insane. I, I would say I always felt like the EFL was the best Madden league out there. And it's not, I'm not saying we had, we always had the best players in our league. I'm just saying the way the league was run, ran, uh, the way we, uh, the way we made sure competition was fair, you know, not not allowing people to use glitches, you know, things like that. It definitely made it it made it tough, and it's not easy to stay stay on that grind. At that time, I was in school, so uh, when I decided to play Madden, I decided to play, and I put everything into it. And I mean, it takes well, a number of hours. <laughs> I will I will t- I will tell you this. There were a number of top tournament players, and I don't know how many people know this, that played in the EAFL under an assumed name that approached me because I was out there on the tournament scene working with MLG and, you know, refing and all of that, and they heard about the EAFL. And when Phil Frazier at the time, who was like a top designer of the game, came on our show, it gave it gave the Madden voice and the EAFL a lot of credibility. So these guys wanted to – you know, practice, and they're like, look, I hear, you know, you got all these leagues, and you got some really good ballers, which we did have. They're like, hey, I'll go in under assumed name, and then if I make the playoffs, I'll throw it. Like, I'll, I'll throw it because, you know, I'm probably going to be better than pretty much all these guys, so I'm not going to go in there and go 19-0 and 0 on you, but I just want to, I just want to get to practice. And we, I was so hungry just to get, you know, good competition. I was like, yeah, come on in. So there were quite a few guys that came in and had, like, Ten and six seasons, and then lost in the playoffs. That probably could have went just ran through the whole league, but they were just trying to work on their game. Like K Star said, muscle memory, practice their scheming, and all of that. And a lot of guys, they were like, "Hey, you know, you, you got you got your league is tight." They just couldn't do it year after you know season after season. They couldn't commit to it, but they would come in and do a season and then roll. You know, so we had a nice run. We had a, we had a really nice run. We did. We did. And um, kind of like what K-Star just said, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, I got two, and it got to the point where I, I just, 
you know, the show, the league. We got really big. We had 10 leagues at one time. It just, act, you know, at some point it's like, okay, this was a hobby. It was fun. You know, I ain't making no money, you know, doing this. Hey, I got, I got, I got to roll up. I got to roll up on out of this. So, but um, but anyway, I digress, man. Just it was just thinking about the Hall of Fame and thinking about the tournament in uh in in uh Canton at the Hall of Fame, which was awesome to go and got a nice nice tour. I got pictures, got to see Aikman and all of everybody's bus, and it was just it was it was like a, a great experience. Um, but anyway, um, let's get into some of this. NFL stuff. So, um, you know, I, I before we get into um, you looking at the playoffs that's coming up and talking that through a little bit, I, I want to give my thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one on first, and then I'm curious what JB thinks, and then certainly Train and, and K Star. You know, you being football aficionados, curious your thoughts, and obviously JB and I will follow these. Cowboys a lot closer than most people, and obviously, you know, and, and the, the the news that everyone obviously knows is Jason Garrett to the moment is still employed. Um, there's been no announcement. Um, he's had three meetings with Jones, the Jones uh, father and son, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. Um, you know, it, it, pretty much no one knows what's going on. Pretty much, and Jerry in his only really release statement said no door has been closed, um, and so. Jason Garrett's contract ends January 14th, a little less than two weeks. So just so everyone is aware, they do not have to fire him, per se, fire. He's got a contract that will terminate on the 14th, and they just don't have to renew, and that's it. They move on. Um, the question everyone is asking is, what's going on? You know, you know why, why is it, you know, all the indicators pointed to Jason Garrett getting fired, and yet, it's now three business days after the weekend, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then today, three meetings, no, no final outcome, um, and everybody's wondering what's going on. And no one knows. That's the funny part is, is that nobody knows. So I'm just going to get my thoughts, and then I'm curious what J.B. thinks and what you guys think. First of all, um, I think the two best marketers in this country – and I'm sorry, you know, since Steve Jobs has is, is passed away, I can't count Steve Jobs. Um, but I would, I would have put Steve Jobs as one. But, um, but you know, Tim Cook, no, he's just caring what Steve Jobs did. Um, but the two best marketers are Donald Trump and Jerry Jones. Those are the two best marketers. Say what you want about Donald Trump. Everybody knows how I feel about the guy as president. Everybody knows how I feel about him. Okay, there's no, I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're not going to talk about his politics. But marketing his brand, yeah. I would even say that a lot of the reason he became president, because that's a pay cut for him to be president, okay, was to make his brand permanent. Like his brand will now last in perpetuity because he was president, hmm. former president. Smart, Mark. Okay. Oh, man. It, it, I, I hate the guy with a passion. Do not like anything about him. But I have to call it as I see it because that is my – that's what I do. And as a marketer, there's nobody better. There is – why did he beat Hillary Clinton? That's why he beat Hillary Clinton because he was out there pushing the Trump brand, and that's what he does better than anybody. The only other guy in that conversation to me is Jerry Jones. He's the only one that I could say, okay, Don, you got a little competition right here. 
five first five billion dollar sports franchise in the history of the world, the Dallas Cowboys. The number one sports franchise in the world, Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. Haven't been to an NFC championship game in 25 years. They, under Jason Garrett, have four eight and eight seasons. And if you look at the ratings of the top 10 rated televised NFL games, at least six of them are Dallas Cowboy games. And it's that way every year, even when they're 4 and 12. Because Jerry Jones is a master marketer of the Cowboy brand slash Jones brand. Because I'm going to tell you now, when if you ask anyone, name one NFL owner. Hell, name one sports owner, current sports owner. You're going to get Jerry Jones in that. It, Jerry Jones, Mark Cuban, Robert Kraft. That's really going to be about it as far as household names. Robert Kraft has won six Super Bowls, including, what, two of the last three? Jerry Jones, they've been in the Super Bowl in 25 years. Oh, Sam Weiss died? Aw, that's too bad. Aw. Bengals, former Cincinnati Bengals coach, passed away. Who? Okay. Sam Weiss. Sam Weiss. Oh, I like him. I have NFL Network on. Yeah, I did too. Um, so I think, my opinion, Jason Garrett is gone. Um, and all of this pop and circumstance is, this is playoff week. Everybody's tuned into the NFL this week because it's playoff week. We've got the Patriots. We're going to talk about the Patriots. First wild card game for the Patriots in 10 years. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about, you know, uh, the matchups we have this weekend and how we're going to get into that very quickly, as a matter of fact. What better storyline than the head coach of the number one sports franchise in the world? So I think Jones, uh, Jason Garrett's contract will, will lapse and he will not be brought back. And Jerry is doing this, all of this stuff, for two reasons. One, to keep the brand top of mind. Watch any sports show. Within five minutes, they're going to say, and here's an update on Jason Garrett's status at the Dallas Cowboy head coach. Any sports show, within five minutes, that's what you're going to hear. And the second reason is he loves Jason Garrett, and he's a very loyal owner. And he's not going to just throw him out. You know, Jason played with him. He coached as an assistant coach under Wade, and now he's been a head coach. And he has been a, a class at class personified. You can say whatever you want about Coach Clap and, you know, this, all the insults. That guy doesn't make – bad headlines. He doesn't draw any extra attention. He's had the same you go back and watch his press conferences from 2010 when he took over and you watch his press conferences now. They are the same. I personally don't like that but in that position, the consistency, the message and, and go listen to all the interviews from Sunday after the game and all the top players on the Cowboys being asked so if this is Jason Garrett's last game what do you think? Jason Witten was asked, would you consider coaching the Cowboys and walked off the interview? Walked away. That's how much respect these guys have for Jason Garrett. I don't believe he's going to stay, and I believe Jerry Jones has shown some loyalty, but I believe more importantly, he's just keeping the Cowboys in the press, keeping the Cowboys top of everybody's mind. So why don't we just drag this out a little bit? Hey, the guy's still in the contract. What's the rush? And we'll get a coach. This is the most sought-after head coaching job out there. 
I ain't worried about it. We'll get a head coach. That's how I feel. I've taken a lot of time to say just a couple of things, but it's how I roll. JB, I'm going to throw it to you to see if you agree, disagree, or have anything you want to add. No, I agree with all of that, and um, I will definitely co-sign on it. Um, I think also part of it, too, is I think the way the Cowboys run their business, and we've all already heard it over the last few days, everything is kept in the family, and they're trying to figure out where is a logical place for him to be inside the confines of, of the Cowboys family. So I expect for him to be retained in some way, shape, or form outside of the head coaching uh, capacity. But I also feel as though they need to figure out where they can have him be a part of the family and continue to to help out. Because like you say, he's got 20-some years of, of Cowboyism in him, being either as a player or a coach or, or what have you. So um, – and, and I never did think about keeping the cowboy name out there, which is, is another thing that's, that's Jerry. That's typical Jerry. And um, I can definitely understand him doing that. The only problem that I have is, and I agree with 75% of the, we can find a coach that's not a problem, but can you find the right coach? And I was really thinking, and we talked about this in the last show, with Ron Rivera would have been a great hire, but he's off the board. Um, there are other qualified coaches that are out there. But are they also working behind the scenes to figure out who they're targeting? And haven't heard, obviously, much about that because we, we haven't gotten to the point of whether or not uh, Garrett's going to be retained. So I'm curious to see what is, what's going to be of the coaches that are, are going to be available when they make this announcement that he's not going to be retained and his contract won't be uh, renewed for another term as coach. I just want the right coach, not any coach, the right coach. Okay, and, and, and I'll just follow up and say um, I agree with all of that. I think if they had wanted Ron Rivera, they would have made a play for Ron Rivera. You know, I, I think they just determined that, you know, I mean, let's be honest. He, he coached however many years. He, got, he had, does have a Super Bowl appearance. But, you know, I don't know that they want that kind of coach. I think they're looking at like an Urban Meyer would make a big splash. You know, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots, um, he failed once, but, you know, uh, offensive mind would make a splash. I think Jerry wants a guy that's going to be effective, but also that brand, got to get that brand. So, um, I don't know, K-Star, any thoughts on this? I know you guys don't follow the boys like we do, but you certainly follow football. Any any thoughts on any of this? No, I mean, I just, I just think that they need to move forward. So, Jason Garrett, give it to Jerry. Um, as far as whom? You know, they can go in any different amount of ways. McDaniels would make, make sense to me for branding equity and for schematic equity and being able to, I think, elevate the play of quarterbacks. And certainly if they're going to pay back the big bucks, it would make sense to get a guy that can unlock the most potential out of him, um, get the most upside for the dollar. So I think Josh McDaniels makes perfect sense. Um, also, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they brought in a college coach I'm not sure whom, um, but that wouldn't, you know, surprise me either, uh, given Jerry's history. Okay. I got something else I'm going to add, but I want to hear Train's thoughts, if, if he has any on this first. Train? Um, I, I know um, – I know it was funny hearing the, the rumor report 
when it first came out that the whole staff would be fired. I was like, oh, crap, and then you hear something <laughs> different afterwards. I was like, that's, that's a bit weird. Somebody rushed yeah, to the right. presses. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I guess uh, the more the thing I'm, um, I guess you you kind of like you looking at the talent, looking at um, the window. You kind of just gotta move on. I think you have to like make that decision and make it soon. Um, the other part that's a bit odd about it is the the I guess the little bit of uh, okay, they're meeting with Garrett this day, then they're meeting with Garrett the next day, and it's like, well, what are all the meetings? For are you going to keep the guy? Or you're going to let the guy go. I mean, you. Uh, I'm sure he's not going to step down and take a different position. So, if you're deciding to move on, you know, um, it's it's just strange to have all the um, all the constant meetings. It's like, well, what is the conversation? What is the conversation about? Because either you're going to keep him or 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 you're going to move on. And if you move on, it definitely affects the rest of your, the rest of your staff. Uh, I just think from a football perspective, from what uh, Dallas has been able to do, the draft and getting the offensive line together, and then getting skill position weapons, and you know having a quarterback that can carry them, and you got to find somebody who can, who can uh, lead this team. And it does not seem like it's. Is Jason Garrett. I think he's had more than enough opportunity to do so. Yeah, and I and I think that's the general consensus is, you know, he he's had his he's had his opportunities, and um, you know, uh, and I and I think the other thing I was going to add is, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me because when we think about, you know, I think Jay makes a good point about finding another role that Jason Garrett would be comfortable with with the Cowboys because Jerry's, if nothing else, Jerry is fair. And if Jason was really interested in like the Giants job or wanted to be available, I think Jason would have said, look, Jerry, if you're not going to keep me either as head coach or, or in another role that I would enjoy, then please release me or let me, you know, because these jobs, you know, I want to I want to go interview with the Giants if they're interested. I want to go interested interview with the Browns. You know, I, you know, if if Jason Garrett is going to continue coaching, which he said he wanted to do, I, I think he would have appe- appealed to the Jones uh, leadership and said, "Guys, allow me my opportunity to continue my career if you're not going to do anything." So since that hasn't happened, I think Jay makes a valid point that, uh, or, or it could even be they might keep him as head coach, and and we all be wrong. Um, but in worst cases, they may still find a role for him in the organization that he he's comfortable with, and um, you know, and, and and the relationship continues. The other thing is, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he is out there, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and looking for someone. You know, I think back to when Bill Parcells came into Dallas, the Cowboys were floundering franchise, floundering, floundering organization, and Jerry needed to get somebody in there to turn everything around, and Bill did exactly that in his four years as head coach. He signed a three-year contract. Um, he got an extension. He did another year, and then he, he, he bounced. But And I firmly believe, had he coached two more years, Cowboys would have won a Super Bowl, without a doubt. But, you know, that's water under the bridge. 
And I think Jerry looks at this, you know, he had Chan Gailey, he had Dave Campo, um, you know, and, and, and he had Barry Switzer, who, you know, won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson's team, and then, you know, the team tanked after that. So he had three terrible coaches. He brings in Bill Parcells, great head coach, knows what he's doing, and then he follows him with Wade Phillips, who has never been a good head coach. Defensive coordinator, yes. Head coach, no. And now, you know, Jerry, uh, Jason Garrett, Princeton grad, Dallas, you know, blood in him, um, you know, brings him in. Um, hey, let's, let's give him an opportunity. And it hasn't worked. He's gotten so far. I think he's now looking and saying, okay, I'm 77 years old. I don't know how much time I've got left, number one. Um, I've got Dak. I've got Zeke. I've got, we've got a franchise tag of Mari more than likely. We've got a great young core, but the window is, you know, ask anybody around the NFL, that window is to stay open long. Who can we bring in that can in the next three years win a Super Bowl with this team? I ain't trying to rebuild like we did under Parcells. I'm trying to come in and win a Super Bowl in the next three years. I want to be relevant next year. And who can we bring in to do that? So don't be surprised if they're like, Maybe a retired coach that they bring back to do. Remember when the Redskins brought back uh, Joe Gibbs? Don't be surprised if somebody that was really good in the past and has retired and they bring him in and sign him to like a three-year contract, a heavy hitter, like a Bill Cower. I don't think it would be Bill Cower. Let me just be clear. But someone with credentials like that, that's retired out of the game, but we know they can coach their ass off. Don't be surprised if we don't get that as the next Dallas Cowboy head coach. That's 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 all. I, that's as Forrest Gump said. That's all I got to say about that. All right, moving on. So we've got our matchups. Okay, let's talk about it now. I mean, I don't really care about last weekend anymore. It's over. Um, as I said at the top of the hour when we started the show, uh, our three teams finished eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, and didn't make playoffs. So we're all in the same boat. Eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. And didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> At least it's not a losing record. Yeah. It is yeah. not a losing record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. No, it's not. But you know what? I did a little research that we talked about and um I went back to the origins of the show. And it looks like the fact that all of our teams were eight and eight at the same time has only happened one other time. That was 2013. All eight and eight, all missed the playoffs. Ironically, the year before that, 2012, the Bears were 10 and six, but the Steelers and the Boys were eight and eight, and we all missed the playoffs. So we said, Oh, I remember that dumbass we, 10 and six year. Gosh. Yeah. I think that was Lovey's last year, right? Had, yeah, that was Lovey's last year. Yep. Yeah, sure was. Stupid. So it's interesting just to see uh, what's transpired since then. Kyle Wood yeah. made the playoffs four years. Barry made the playoffs two years. And the Steelers made the playoffs seven years. But we've yet to have all three in the playoffs at the same time. Came close. Came close a couple of times. Last year, 2018, was close. Steelers didn't make it, but the boys and the Bears did. Um, 
There have been times where, let me see, I'm trying to, 2014, Steelers and the boys made it, but the Bears didn't. So there have been some times where it's been pretty close. But just an interesting tidbit for you right there. All right. Well, you know, nothing would make it make this show actually even better if we were going into the postseason with all three of our teams going to the playoffs. And can you imagine first-round game, Cowboys and the Bears? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a divisional game. Or, heck, let's dream. NFC championship game. The Bears yeah. are traveling to AT&T Stadium to play the Dallas Cowboys. Why would we be traveling? MVP, you know what I'm saying? And be, because we would have to buy. We would have to buy. That's why. That's why. That's why. It sounds like you just said you had a record. We would have to buy. We would have to buy. That's why. I mean, y'all may get a buy, too, but if you get the two seats, we got the two seats, we're going to get that one. Well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. We've had the one seed since you've had the one seed. So let, 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 we do nothing with it, but we've had it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, love it, love it. I, but I was about to say, I was about to say, MVP tri- candidate Mitch Trubisky comes to take <laughs> on arch nemesis Dak Prescott, last year's MVP. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, MVP Jack. Right. Well, hey, you know they felt so bad for the people who uh, uh, spent, who uh, waged so much money in Vegas on Mitch being MVP that they offered to give them their money back. <laughs> wow. That's, they offered to give people their money back. Wow. Yeah, bro. That's that's <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's make some predictions, guys. Let's look at this weekend, and let's make some predictions. Um, let's see. I just had it up. J- J- JB said that he's going to track it. Appreciate that. And uh, let's see what we have. Uh, all right. My young lady is home. She stopped by. She didn't come to see me. She came to use my Bowflex. You know, I'm <laughs> staying in shape. I see what's up. Yeah, that's what she's doing. I was watching. I was watching. I was watching very closely. You know, I ain't use it, but I was watching. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, feel me? I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. It's on the list. It's on the list. So I'm looking at it. It's right there. I'm looking at it. I had some towels I had drying on it. I had to move them, but, you know, we were good. All right. It's a drying rack now. <laughs> It's a drying rack, you know. $2,500 drying rack, you know what I mean? I mean, she got high tech. High tech. Um, you booed. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, wild card round. Game number one. In case anyone out there wants to know, uh, game number one is at 435 on ESPN Saturday. And it is the Bills going to Houston to play the Texans. Both teams are 6-6. Six six. Texans won their division. They are the four seed. The Bills go in the wild card. And certainly we know, um, you know, they were the runner-up in the AFC East. So, Bills at the Texans. Um, well, let's start, with, uh, let's start with our AFC guy. Uh, doctor, yeah, right. No, you can't call him Dr. C. Right? That wouldn't work. It don't even feel right. It doesn't roll off the tongue either. 
But K-Star, who you got and why? Mm. So this is one <clears throat> well, first of all, all the games are pretty uh even in terms of their low low totals. I mean sorry, low spreads, pretty close and tight. But I think that with the addition of JJ Watt, it kinda gets a second to the edge here. Playing at home. Um, you know, I think it's so close within the margins that I would have said Buffalo had JJ Watt not been playing. But the fact that he is uh, gives them a pretty big pass rush against Josh Allen, who scrambles quite a bit. Uh, I think to 18% of his dropbacks are result in scramble. So when you have J.J. Watt, it's going to be a big deal. And um thing about the Texans is their offense is pretty uh, – it's pretty high fun. The only issue there is Will Fuller may not play. I guess he is questionable, and he makes a significant difference. Um, honestly, if – Fuller doesn't play. I, I kind of do want to go Buffalo, but for now, just assuming the questionable tag is legitimate, um, I'm going to assume that he's playing and, and pick Houston as a result. Uh, he creates a lot of space in the field with Hopkins and Kate and uh, those backs work underneath. And um, I think he's just going to put enough pressure in the Bills defense for Deshaun Watson to make enough plays to uh, get it done. So you got the Texans? Yeah, unless okay. Will Fuller's out, then I got Buffalo. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna document the Texans. If you change, just let JB know that you changed. Um, okay. All right. So you got you got the Texans. The Doctor Train. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think the Bills got some momentum going into this game, man. Um. I understand the Texans got the division, so they're at home. <clears throat> they got their division winning, so they're at home, and the Bills got the travel. But, um, you know, everybody expected the Bills to, like, fold, you know, towards the end of the season. They didn't. They literally pushed through uh, to make the playoffs. I am in agreement with K-Star that, for some reason, Will Fuller makes the biggest difference on that offense. It's, it's going to go through – I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is the man, but man, when Will Will Fuller on there, on that uh, when he's playing, uh, Watson is a better his his numbers at the at the QBs and his passing numbers are just a lot better um, because of the deep the deep threat that he gets with Will Fuller. Um, for right now, I'm gonna ride with the with the with the slight underdog of the of the Bills, man. I, I like the way they finished the season. I understand they had a tough test against uh against the um Patriots trying to win the division. Um but still, you know what I'm saying? They they, they fought out to make sure they got into the playoffs. So I I like to see them get get one get one one win in. Okay. JB, so we've got one for the Texans, one for the Bills. JB. I'm going to go with the Bills myself. Um, I feel as though I don't want to say this is their year per se, but they just seem to grind stuff out, and and, and they can win on the road too. Texans just – they seem to be too inconsistent. One day you think they can be the the ones holding up to the body trophy. Next day you think they're going to be a, a – uh, the first pick in the draft. I, I just don't know what versions I'm going to get. Um, 
some of the health of those key players, too. I don't know if Fuller is going to be ready. They're saying that he will be. I don't know. When you're talking about soft tissue stuff, no, that's that's problematic. So I think I'm just going to go with the Bills just because they, they grind games and, and make it uncomfortable for the opposition. Okay. So I guess I will so even so out me, the odds. Before you before you go into, I just want to make sure I get everybody because I got interrupted real quick. Um, Train, did you say Bills? Indeed. You and Train and have the Bills. K-Star. Me and K-Star are going to have the Texans. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Um, I don't believe in the Bills. Um, they've had some impressive wins, but they're not postseason tested. Um and I think home field is going to matter in this game. And, you know, yeah, I know, you know, Watson was injured. Fuller was injured. Yep, got it. Um, I think we're going to see the key players play. And, you know, this is for this, this yeah, you know, this is, there is no tomorrow. As, as uh, Apollo Creed told Rocky when Rocky said, oh, let's just do it tomorrow. And Apollo Creed said, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Rocky three. Check it out. Great movie. Um, I I think the Texans are, you know, I think the Texans are going to protect their home field. And, and you know, y'all make good points, Jay, especially with, you know, the Texans, uh, you know, you, you get kind of a little schizophrenic team, like, okay, are they good or not? Like, which is it? But I think they're going to put it all together and, and take out the Bills. Um, so I've got a Deshaun Watson-led Texans team. All right, and probably I would say the most intriguing matchup of the weekend, considering everything that went on during the regular season with the Patriots, and then considering—and I know you, some, you know, you guys will probably say this in your in your uh, analysis—but you know, for anyone out there listening, Variable played. He's the head coach of the Titans. Played for. Belichick won three Super Bowls. Um, there are certain members, I'm not going to list them, but there's a handful of key players that used to play, and there's staff of, of Titans that come from the Patriots organization. So if there was a team that the Patriots did not want to see, sure, they don't want to see the Ravens and all of that, but you, you kind of know you're going to see the Ravens or the Chiefs. Like You just know that's inevitable. But if there was a team that they didn't want to see in the first round, this would be the team. Titans. Um, and Brady this year clearly on decline. Let's call it what it is. He's not the same Tom Brady. Um, as a matter of fact, Pro Football Focus had him ranked, I think, 10th, a 12th out of the 12 quarterbacks. And if you look at – and it's not even just the stats. The stats can be very misleading. I test too. You know, if Tom Brady was playing and you took the name off the jersey and watched him play, you would not think that that's the greatest quarterback of all time. And it, but you wouldn't think because he's not playing that way. And he's 42. I mean, you know, he's average. He's playing 20 years. Like, he, we knew the day was coming. Uh, I thought it came a couple years ago. I was wrong. It's here now. But with all of that said, the question is, who feels confident that the Texans can go in the Foxborough and pull Miami? Because I got to tell you, that Miami game was a shocker. Who feels confident? So I'll start this off by saying, thank 
God Miami went in and beat New England for New England's sake. Because that game will save New England. New England will win this game. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. I'll tell you. I may, I may, I, I just feel like this is the last hurrah, and they're going to go down. You know, it's like a Joe Frazier or Muhammad Ali or any of those great champions late in their careers. I remember Joe, uh, Muhammad Ali fighting Larry Holmes. And Larry Holmes was beating Muhammad Ali like a, like a daddy. And mm. I remember it was, the, it, was the, it was the 10th or 11th round. This was been boxing with 15 rounds and not 12. It was like the 10th or 11th round. And Ali stood up. His face is battered. He's breathing hard. And he got up and he was on his toes. And he was doing the Ali from 10 years ago. And he was flicking out the jab. It was the best round he had. And it was like, oh, my God. And then the next round, it was over. But he, he, he had to come out and be Ali one more time and show us. I, I'm old, but I can do it. I just can't do it for 15 rounds no more. But I can do it. I can give you a round to Ali. And he gave us a round to Ali, and then he lost Larry Holmes. That was like a TKO. Um, I think the Patriots are going to do that this game. I think Brady's tired of the criticism. I think Edelman, I think these guys are going to pull it through. And, it, and I think, man, Bill Belichick ain't going to sit up there after getting embarrassed last week in Foxborough by, by their division rivals, the Dolphins. Ain't no way on this planet that Brady and Belichick going to lose this game. They ain't going to Super Bowl. I'll tell you that right now. They're not going to Super Bowl. But they're not going to lose this game. This team is not going to beat them. Not this year. Maybe next year, but not this year. So I'm going with the Patriots. Um, Dr. Train, I said a lot, but you could say a lot. Hmm. Um, it's not an easy one either. Um, conventional wisdom would say, yep, pick the Patriots. That's uh, normally the favorite. Belichick always finds a way. Um, but I like picking underdogs, really, especially when there's a good opportunity for them to win. Um, uh, the player I'm looking to make it difficult for the Patriots is Derrick Henry. That dude is a beast mm. when it comes to running the ball. Mm. I mean, True. truly a monster, man. Um, he ain't necessarily beast mode, but, you know, he's a tiny version of it. And so mm. I, I, I look for that dude to really have, to really have a game that gives the, that gives the Patriots defense fits. And, um, like you said, T, Tom Brady is not the same. Can he turn it on? Uh, sh- sure. But the Patriots have, they have struggled offensively because, you know, all these years we watched the Patriots like not really have weapons. And then they had Grunk for, for, for some time, you know, healthy Grunk, part injured Grunk, but they still had Grunk. You know, they had Randy Moss at one point, and that was like, oh, shit, better than the greatest show on turf because it was, uh, you know, he, he mossed everybody for 25 touchdowns. <laughs> Every touchdown mm-hmm. was, a, was a mossing. But they mm-hmm. haven't really had that. Uh, in a while, and this year they've truly struggled with their offensive weapons, and even their run game is by committee of like four or five running backs. I, I, Tennessee looks to looks to really be playing strong at the right time of the year. Uh, I don't think it's a good matchup for the Patriots, uh, to be honest. Uh, their advantage is the fact that they're playing at home. Uh, 
but I, I like Tennessee in this one. Okay. K-Star? Yeah, this one's really tough. Um, just looking at since Brian Tannehill's taking over, Tennessee is top three offense in points per game in the league. You know, they beat Kansas City playoff team. They uh, had a narrow loss to New Orleans, a narrow loss to Houston. Um, so, you know, they're one and two versus these playoff teams down the stretch. New England, <clears throat> as we just saw, lost to uh, Miami, but they had just beat Buffalo a week before. So I guess that was a letdown spot for them. Um, honestly, there's not a lot of football reasons why I like New England. For me, it's more motivational um, sort of reasoning. I think that Tennessee can run the ball on them. But I think that New England has the better, best overall unit in terms of team defense on the field. And I think that, you know, Brady's efficient enough. Um, I think we'll be razor sharp in his focus uh, in, slowing, or in, in putting enough points on the board with a low-scoring game, and I think that uh, they hold Tennessee to a lower mark than their offense. So I'm going to go with New England in a narrow win. Um, but i got to be honest, just I don't see a lot of football reasons behind it other than that they have the strongest unit on the field, which is their defense. Defense is pretty good. Well, defense is a, is a football reason. <laughs> so that's pretty good yeah, football no, reason. To it, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm a little nervous now. That's two that K-Star and I agree on. I'm going to get a little nervous here. I'm get a little nervous. Um, <laughs> JB, who you got? Uh, in case that you're right, this is a hard one. This is really tough because everything that everybody has said is spot on. Um, this is one of those games where you're just on the fence. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to I'm going to roll with Dr. Train. I'm going to say the Titans. I know. Um, <laughs> mine as well. I know my, I know my brother. <laughs> I that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's, there's two reasons for it. One, I mean, we're we're following the same trend of the Bills and Texans, so why not keep it going with the Titans and Pats? Two, yeah, I'm yeah. just tired of of the, I'm I'm tired of the Patriots. I'm not going to give any football meanings behind it. I'm just tired of it. They find and, and it's and it's not to discredit them because they just simply find ways to win, even when they don't have a star-studded lineup, even when they don't have the the talent that you would expect from. Super Bowl contending um, teams, they still find ways to win. And as much as I don't want to go against them, this time I will. I think I think that uh, things are just going to be different. They're not going to get the breaks that they normally would get. They're not going to get the calls that they normally would get. They're not going to get the clutch uh, conversions on third down that they normally would get. The ball is just not going to bounce right for them. And uh, so I'm going to take, take the old Titans. Well, let me let me be clear. I didn't say I wanted the Patriots to win. We make a prediction. <laughs> I, I can't stand the Patriots, okay? I have no problem <laughs> um, going to sleep Saturday night. Oh, we all know that. Patriots. We yeah, all know Patriots. that. Yeah, man. I mean, they 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 about ninety hundred miles from me. Don't 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 make it. I don't want you to think that that's what I'm saying because uh, that's far from what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when you when you like I'm sick of the Patriots. Hell yeah, I'm sick of them too. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, yeah, I would have no problem. Like I said, they they about a hundred miles from me right now. That's about how far it is from me. I would love to feel the the energy in the air 
that they lost. Now, I, I, I do have another issue that I, I will have to deal with is I have this young lady in my life <laughs> who is a huge Patriots fan. Um, that mm. could make things a little awkward for a while, but you know, mm. she 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 she's learning <laughs> about sports and how we ride the wave. She's learning. She's watching me. I'm up one week. I'm down. I had my letdown against the Eagles, and then last Sunday, hey, it was fun. That was a fun game to watch because the Cowboys put the layest the smackest down on the Bills, and the Giants, you know, they fought for three quarters and gave us Cowboy fans a little a little so you know, okay, we're gonna give y'all a little something, and it was fun. It was fun. You know. I mean, it was fun, and I and I'm you know she's understanding more about the game and about the highs and the lows. So if the Patriots lose, I think she'll be okay because the Patriots have been dominant for so long. No Patriots fan can be upset. Like what? You can't be mad. They just went the three straight Super Bowls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't be mad. It's like LeBron James didn't make the finals last year. Okay, he's still after the decade, and rightfully so. Like, you know, at, at some point, you got to be like, okay, you know, yeah, all right, uh, Michael Jordan keeps winning. Okay, go play baseball for a little while so another team can win because this is some bullshit. Okay, you know, like, it, 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 it happens, you know? Dude, um, just, if you think about it for a minute, man, the Patriots are a wild card team. I know. <laughs> At 12 and 4. A wild yeah. card. Team. Wild card. <laughs> they don't and it's 12, it's not 9 and 7. It's 12 and 4, and they're a wild card team. And it's the Patriots. <laughs> and it's the first time in 10 years. But you know they're what's sick? You know what's just, just totally retarded? They've won their division 11 years in a row. Like, I, I don't think the average sports fan truly can understand the level of dominance that is to win your 11 year. Do you know during that same time, the NFC East has not had a back-to-back winner during that same period, the same period that the Patriots have won 11 years in a row. The NFC East has not had a back-to-back winner once in that same 11 year period. So, so it's amazing what these guys have done. The Cowboys of of Tom Landry had 20 winning seasons in a row. And people thought that we would never see that again in the NFL. Well, the Patriots are at 19 winning seasons in a row. They're at 19. Mm. So, like, it's it's insane what these guys are doing. And train, man, I didn't mean to steal your thunder if you had more to say. I'm sorry, but you're, I get excited mm-hmm. about this because it's like, it's like, wait a minute, the Patriots are a wild card team? And they're mm-hmm. five and four, and they won their division, <laughs> and they're playing this weekend. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like the story of the century. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and I will say this. You know, you guys got me. You guys are, are really trying hard to get me to pick the, the Titans because the one thing I didn't think I didn't consider is – Titans got nothing to lose. Like, they got nothing. I mean, just like the Dolphins last week, they had nothing to lose. Titans got nothing to lose. Nobody expects them to win. Wild card game in Foxville against the Patriots, they got nothing to lose. And that's a dangerous opponent when your opponent is coming in with, hey, we lose. People are going to say, well, you should have lost. <laughs> you, you played the Patriots. Bro, oh, and they come in. Of course in, you lost. And they come in with, fuck, and they come in with fucking Derrick Henry. Derrick. Oh, problems. The little beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't front, man. I mean, I will always say that Zeke's the best back in the NFL because he does everything. 
but Derrick Henry is a freaking monster. I mean, he is a monster. Like, he might be He might be my second. I like Saquon, but Saquon's with the Giants. I can't give him that much love, but I really like Saquon. But Derrick Henry might be my second favorite running back because the dude is just – who? one of y'all, I think Trinity said it, like, beast mode number two, like, oh, my God. I mean, he just makes you appreciate – when the last time we was able to appreciate the running back position – has to be true running back. Maybe Adrian Peterson. You know, just true yeah. hand it off to me. I'm not I'm not coming out the backfield. I want you to hand it off to me. I'm I'm gonna take it from the line of scrimmage. That's Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well let me let's be fair now. Zeke's rookie year, that was Zeke's rookie year, and then everybody said, Well, Le'Veon Bell catches the it's ball true. out of the backfield. It's Todd true. Gurley he, catches he ran, the ball yeah. out of backfield. Why doesn't Zeke catch the ball out of backfield? But that was Zeke's rookie year. But you make a valid point. Those backs today are few and far between. Everybody wants the scat back. Everybody wants the, the guy in New Orleans there, Kamara, right, you know, uh, mm-hmm. gets around the corner and runs options and can catch the ball. But that pure, that pure just pound that ball, like that's Derrick Henry. That's Beast Mode. Good to see Beast Mode back, by the way. Um, those are the – I'm with you, mm-hmm. Trina. I love – I love Marion Barber back in our days, man. That was Marion Barber. Just yep. Marion the Barbarian. Just pound the ball, man. I <laughs> love those running backs, man. 25, 30 carries a game. Dude, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Love that, man. Grinding it out. Love yeah. it. I wanted to be a running the, uh, back when I was young. I wanted to be a running back. <laughs> Problem is, they tried their running back. Derek Henry. I fumbled, I fumbled, fumbled all the time. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, Derek Henry reminds me of like almost like a hybrid of Eddie George and Jerome Bettis in the sense that like he has so much power, strength. That he's, yeah, he's faster, obviously, than both those guys, frankly. Um, but he has like the power and leg drive of Buss and the, the toughness of George. And he's averaged over 100 yards per game, you know, 16 rushing touchdowns. So the thing with New England, again, I think it's going to be a close game because of Derrick Henry. And um, the Patriots have shown to have some, some issues stopping the run. Zeke ran the ball pretty well against them. Nick Chubb had over 100 yards versus them. I think those two are pretty similar model types to Derrick Henry. Um, but Derrick Henry is – he's just such a joy to watch, and I think he's going to be the reason either Tennessee wins or it's really a close game to begin with because of the sheer power of Derrick Henry. By the way, Eddie Eddie George was was four 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 five guy, so Eddie George was yeah, the bro. Same speed as Henry. I mean, he was pretty fast. Well, I mean, well, true. Derrick Henry just just saying, so many long runs, bro. It's insane. I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm just saying they're forty times pretty close. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, Jay will tell you he's a track guy, so that that stuff always interests me. You know, forty times always interests me. And if they were if they were track <laughs> yeah. athletes and played football. And, and, like, I want to know what their 100 time was, what their hurdle time was. I'm sure JB does the same thing because that's the stuff we ran back in our day. But um, but I get what you're saying. He, he's, he's fast, and he's also a hard, strong runner. He's a, he's a tough takedown. You know, he will run over you. And, like I said, I mean, Zeke is, 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 uh, is a, a little bit of a different back. But Zeke is, is – there's a lot of – I see a lot of Zeke where – Zeke, I mean, Zeke this year didn't have the burst that I've seen him. Zeke's a 4-4 guy, but I don't, didn't see a lot of 4-4 this year out of him. But he will run over you. Like, he's, he's a tough takedown. But this guy, the way he – he just looks so strong. 
And Zeke looks strong to me. He, this guy looks even stronger. He just looks like he just like like dude. You know, I think it was Kevin Hart, the comedian, and he sees these big barbell guys and walks up to him and he goes, "Dude, what are you doing? You won! Like it's over! Like." Oh my god. Yeah, it was good. He was like, he was, you know, and that's like Derek Henry, like, okay, guy, it's over. You won. Like, he's a big, strong guy, and it's like, okay. It's like, he, he gets out of the game, he walks to the weight room. Yeah, I gotta go work out, guys. Like, um, but. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to change my pick, but I can understand picking Tennessee because of Henry, because of the Patriots not being the Patriots that, you know, we, we've been accustomed to. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to pick Tennessee. I just, I just, guys, you guys know me by now. I'm a traditionalist and I can't see the Patriots going down. I mean, man, that (laughs) Patriots losing in a wild card round. Like I, we talk about they're playing the game, but imagine they lose. Oh my God! At least that was familiar territory, bro. (laughs) Nobody knows the Cowboys anymore, man. (laughs) They don't know how to play that early, bro. It's like, wait, what? We gotta play next week. Why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. All right, about to go and play golf. Oh no, we got practice. What are you talking about? We got practice. We off this week. Uh, no, we got practice. I've been on this team 10 years. We off this week. Yeah, no, we got practice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm cracking train up today. All right. Um, So so let's go on to our next game. Um, And, you know, everybody knows I'm a Closet Saints fan. I'm riding the Saints to the Super Bowl again. They're my my pick. They're my – I'm supporting them. uh, uh, Sean Payton used to coach under Bill Parcells at the Cowboys. He also played at Eastern Illinois before Tony Romo went there. So there's multiple Cowboy connections. And um, and I love Drew Brees. I, I think Drew Brees is the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I really do. And I enjoyed the NFL 100 broadcast where they pretty much asked, you know, you had Peyton Manning, you had Joe Montana, of course, you had Tom Brady, the guy with all the records, and he's not a top, you know, he's not like, why? Uh, Dan Marino they had, um, you know, but no no Drew Brees. And, um, you know, so I have thoughts on that, but we'll talk about that another time. So anyway, um, so we've got the Vikings at 10 and 6. Uh, oh, by the way, the Patriots play at 8.15 Saturday night on CBS. Okay. So probably be uh, – oh, good. That will be uh, Tony Romo. That will be good. Okay. And then uh, the 1 o'clock game on Sunday will probably be Troy and Joe Buck. And we've got the Vikings going to the Saints. Um, you know, I'm just going to ask. I'm going to do like we – you know, old school like we used to do our pick I'm curious. We could, we could talk about this game a little bit. But I'm just curious. Is there anyone on the phone? that's going to pick the Vikings to go to New Orleans and beat the Saints? <laughs> going once, going twice. All right, so that's a unanimous pick for the Saints, which I kind of thought it would be. Um, but let me go to JB first. Um, let's, let, me ask, let me ask it this way, JB. What would the Vikings, in your opinion, need to do to pull off what I think would be 
I think this would be the upset of the weekend, frankly. When I look at all the games, I don't think the the Titans – it would be an upset, but I think this one would be a bigger upset, to be to be totally honest with you. This, this is my opinion. What do the Vikings need to do to try to sneak a win in New Orleans? Find them rest from last year that did that non-call in that P.I.? <laughs> That was good. That was almost like we set that up, but we didn't. But that was good. That was good. Nice softball live and Jason Grand Slammed it. That was good. I like that. That was good. That was good. Um, um, You know, they're going to have to make the Saints one-dimensional. And and what I mean by that is, can't guard me. Michael Thomas, you got to figure out a way to just not let him get the ball. Because all he does is catch the ball and continue drives and gets first down. He is a, the the one player on that team, even more so than Kamara, even though you can just hand the ball off to him, dude catches everything. And he everything. seems like he's always getting first down. I mean, he, only thing he can't catch is a cold. He's caught everything but oh. a cold. Everything. He he is he is the, the true number one of number one receivers. And that's the, yep. the, the most dangerous offensive player on that team. Figure out a way to not stop him, but contain him. Give him modest pedestrian numbers. Not these 11 catches for 145 and two touchdowns. No. They need something four catches for 47 yards and keep him out of the end zone. They need to do something like that. And the only other way to do that aside from playing good defense on him is hopefully Dalvin Cook, his shoulder injury, if he's not healthy enough, I know they've got, I think Madison is, is, is his backup, if I'm not mistaken. They got a good ground game. They're going to really have to put that ground game to use and, and basically make this an ugly ground-and-pound type of scenario. If they have too many three-and-outs and, and Breeze and, and the crew get out there and let that offense just run rough shot on them, it's going to be a long day for them. So their best offense is going to have – or best defense is going to have to be their offense. Keep Drew Breeze off the, off the field. Keep Michael Thomas from catching the ball and see if they can get time of possession around 37, 38 minutes. And they got a shot. Okay. Uh, train. Anything to add to that, or do you disagree? Do you, or do you think it could that could that not will it be, but could that be the recipe for success, or do you think differently? It's just gonna have to be a long day for them. It's called what it is. It's just gonna have to be a long day. It's gonna take a lot. I, I've never been a believer. You even. T, you talk about quarterbacks you don't believe in. Kirk Cousins yep. is at the top of my list. Please mm-hmm. understand, the dude can play his ass off regular season. He knows how to get to his open guys, but no. And and the Saints, uh, to me, with the way they play, the ability to put up points, uh, the fact that their defense can has the ability to pin their ears back, Man, they, 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 it makes them one of the scariest teams in the NFC. And and, and they have a chip on their shoulder from last year. And, and, sorry, I mean, it's not necessarily against the Vikings, but, um, heck, actually, they remember their their little uh, miracle loss against the Vikings just because dude couldn't make a tackle <laughs> diving with his head down. So, yeah, I, I, I it would be an upset. It would absolutely be an upset for the Saints to lose this. They're definitely the yeah. yeah, yeah. K Star, anything you'd like to add to the discussion? 
Yeah, so it's going to take a lot of ball control from the Vikings and also efficient play from Cousins. And honestly, it's going to take the reemergence of Adam Thielen, who been mm. since October has been out of the line for quite a while. He came back a few weeks ago, but he's been inconsistent, kind of slow to get back. They're going to need a big game from him to, um, you know, convert third downs, and they're going to need it on the other side to stop those third down situations and put pressure on New Orleans early and try to establish a lead and, and let Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen uh, kind of control the clock and uh, win on those early downs. But it's going to be really, really hard to do. Um, so, yeah, obviously we all like New Orleans. You know, it's tough. We try to have a show that kind of models some of the shows people see, discussion, debate, and all of that. Um, and it gets tough when we all, because, you know, I respect you guys immensely. I think you guys are, you know, all three of you guys are, are, you know, I mean, very, very intelligent football minds, even even K-Star. And, you know, <laughs> we all <laughs> – <laughs> when we all agree, it's kind of like, wow, you know, we do, there's a lot of green. I really, I think you guys nailed it. I think that, um, you know, for me, it's like, you know, most teams want to defer and get the ball in the second half and try to cheat the clock a bit in the first half with a possession, get the ball first in the second half. I don't think they can do that. I think they need to take the ball. And I think everything you guys said is right on point, you know, uh, is Thielen going to play, and is he going to be playing, be productive? Is Cook going to be healthy? Um, we know Diggs can ball. Um, you know, we know they have a, a, a decent defense. But I think, you know, I think JB was the one talked about. I think well, a lot, all you guys were talking about tough game, grind it out. Like you got to get the ball first, establish your run game, try to control the clock, and your keep Breeze and that monster Michael Thomas off the field as much as you can because if you defer and Breed gets the ball and comes down and go bang, 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 seven nothing, and you come out and it's three and out and Breed gets the ball again, the game's over. It's done. And I totally forgot about the miracle in Minnesota. The whole I, – I mean, I totally forgot about that. So now it's like, it's like mm, nah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm, yeah, we, you know, because I know for a fact that for Drew Breeze, that was – the toughest loss of his career. And I know a lot of the guys that are on the team now that were on the team then never forgot that game. Now, it's not Minnesota's fault, but they were the team. You got the call. And it was such an egregious call. The NFL changed the rule and added the, you know, we're going to review, which I think has been a disaster, but they're trying. Give them credit for trying. I totally forgot the revenge factor. Totally. And there's some quarterbacks when it comes to revenge. Brady, eh, not sure now, but certainly historically, Brady was one. If, 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 you don't want to get on that revenge list. Peyton Manning, uh, Aaron Rodgers. There's certain quarterbacks that you don't want to, you know, Big Ben. There's certain quarterbacks you don't want to. Um, Drew Brees is that guy. And he's got the weapons. Oh, and they got a good defense, too? Mm. Wow. <laughs> Yo. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, this ought to be an interesting one. This ought, this ought to, we'll just, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. It ought to be an interesting one. But if the, if the Vikings don't start something quickly, um, it's going to be a long day for them. It's definitely going to be a long day for them. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, 
Let me pull it out here. We got the uh, – so that game on Fox, that's probably a Troy Aikman, the Vikings and the Saints. So the last game, 440 on Sunday, NBC, um, probably Collinsworth and Al Michaels. You got the Seahawks traveling to Philly. Seahawks 11-5 traveling to Philly. Should be traveling to Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that my outside voice. Uh, anyway, traveling to Philly to play the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are winners of four straight. Give them credit. Close out the season. Um, you know, four straight to win uh, the NFC East, and um, got a little that that thing that thing called Mo going for them, a little momentum, and um, they're gonna be home. You know, so uh, I guess I'll do the same thing because I'm I, I I have a feeling that I know what everybody's thinking, but maybe I'm wrong. But is there anybody, even though they're home, that thinks that the Eagles are gonna beat the Seahawks? Okay. Actually, yeah. So, yeah, nope, nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. Oh, oh, I got it. I'll take that one. Okay. I, I, yeah, knew, so, I knew he was going to do fine. that. <laughs> I, I knew it. Well, the thing with Philly um, is they played actually in Seattle at Philly uh, about four weeks ago when they were depleted before they had Greg Ward really established. Um, and they actually beat Seattle in a low-scoring game, so we know the capacity is there. We also know that um, the problem with, with Seattle right now is they lost Chris Carson, and as much as we all are fans of Marshawn Lynch, um, he is not the same player caliber player as Chris Carson at his early or his as his latter years. I mean, the guy was just signed up the, off the couch. So you know, when you have Philadelphia, one of the best run D's in the league, and you have a team that lost their uh, workhorse running back uh, that likes to run the ball. You know, you have a situation that I think actually kind of sets sets up like it did last year when Seattle went to Dallas and lost at Dallas, um, where Russell Wilson's going to make a lot of plays, and certainly he's capable. But Philly plays a lot better defense at home than they do on the road. Um, and as we know, it's it's in Philly. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing with Philly is they have Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Both have been playing really well in the ground game. So I think that they have more of a high percentage chance to control the game um, and, and form a lead than uh, Seattle does. So I think with that, you know, the slightest of margins in playing at home is what puts them over the top versus uh, Seattle. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, let me let me go to train on this one, even though um, I know I know Jay's probably gonna want to get in here too. But let me go to train. I want I I, I train counter <laughs> <laughs> K Star's assertion that the Eagles are gonna win this game. Um. Listen, um, the Eagles have resilience. I, I would definitely uh, give them that. For a team that has had the injuries that they've had and continue to play the way they've played um, uh, is remarkable in itself, and it speaks a lot about Doug Peterson, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> you brought up the Dallas game from last year, which I don't think is a good comparison to this because uh, Dallas was fairly – was fairly a healthy team and a really good team too. Um, I don't, I can't remember all our picks from last year, but I do, I, I do know three of us chose Dallas to win that first game against the Seahawks. You know, I thought they were mm-hmm. definitely made up to uh, made up the right way to beat the Seahawks. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking for Seattle to win this because I think they're a team that can over that can. Uh, 
that can take advantage of the injuries that that the uh, Eagles do have. Like, like truly, who are they? I mean, I don't even know who they is, who's in their secondary anymore. You know, you talking about you talk about Marshawn Lynch off the street. Hell, and secondary is off the street at this point. But yet they continue to play well. But um, uh, I I I simply like Seattle in this because I think that they can beat a team that that has that had his has had his struggles with his injuries. And yep, they're without uh Chris Carson. You make a good point on that. But um, Marshawn Lynch is a different animal, man. When it comes to running the ball, you know, I I I'll never forget his interview where they talk they talking to him about running the ball. And he's constantly making this statement of, man, you know, they don't like to get hit in the face. You just keep running, you just hit them right in the face. Everything every single time. After a while, <laughs> guys start to give. <laughs> like, oh shit, we gotta tackle them again. <laughs> it. It starts to hurt them, <laughs> and no longer is hurting Marshawn. So, regardless of sitting on the couch, hey, I think you're still gonna, I think you're still gonna see that. And and the last thing I would say is, um, I gave a lot of, you know, uh, praise to the Peterson. Look, Pete Carroll is definitely no slouch. Since he's taken over yeah. for Seattle, since he made the bold decision to go with uh, Russell Wilson and not. Flynn, who they had given the money to at the time, uh, they've never looked back. They've been all irrelevant every single season. And I don't even think they've missed the playoffs, to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I may be wrong, but I, I, if they did, maybe only once. But they've been relevant ever since. So you can expect that he will have his team just as ready. <clears throat> JB, anything to add? Um, uh, the points are definitely valid. I think the the one item that we kind of forgotten about is, and we talked about this on the show quite a bit, the coach quarterback combination. Now, on the Eagles side, they've got the coach, but the quarterback has yet to play in a playoff game. This would be his first one, if I'm not mistaken. And all of us know there's a preseason speed, there's a regular season speed, and there's a postseason speed. And this is going to be a big stage for him. He's going to have, he being Wentz, going to have a little bit more pressure on him than folks realize because it was this time a year or, or a couple of years ago when, when Foles came in and was basically doing his thing. And even last year had to come in relief and, and squeaked out a, a playoff victory. Even though he's won four in a row to get y'all into the playoffs, now what? So he's going to feel the heat a little bit more than, than normal. And yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, K-Star, about Carson, and, and he's a, a better back than, than Lynch. I agree with you. But all they really need is for Marshawn to just hit folks, like Train said. He gets three, four, five yards consistently. It's really all they're going to need. They got Russell Wilson back there who's been carrying the team for for quite some time, so he's going to continue to do his thing. Um, and, I, and I just don't trust the Eagles with, with Wentz back there right now, not having won a playoff game, uh, combined with the, the fact that you got Wilson, who is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and uh, that's why I'm going to go with the Seahawks. So you know, I appreciate all three of yours detailed and in-depth NFL football knowledge, acumen, 
and analysis of the game. I'm going to keep it real. I fucking can't stand the Eagles, and I want them to lose. <laughs> it's really that simple. They could be healthy. They could have everybody coming back healthy. I'd still be picking the Seahawks. I don't like them. I can't stand them. So they, I get, I, they could have Tom Brady. Ten years ago, Tom Brady back there. I'd still be picking the Seahawks. Damn right, it's an emotional pick. Don't care. Go Seahawks. Bring so, um, out to, t- to Philly with you. <laughs> Can't stand them damn Eagles. So, uh, TMD, TMD listeners, uh, please understand that that was not personal. Uh, that was simply football passion. <laughs> no, that's personal. I can't say it. It's personal. Sorry, Eagles and damn sorry fans that are here all week. Hey, we wanted to visit. Hey, yeah, yeah, Cowboy. Hey, hey, how about them Cowboy? Hey, hey, man, fuck all y'all. I can't wait to see Eagles come in the uh, come into Philly and crush you guys. And okay, but now for a little football part, a little bit of football part. I think everything y'all said. Now I I think that. Obviously, Beast Mode hadn't played in 14 months, coming in and off the street to play. Um, you know, we're going to question his effectiveness. But what we can't question is the passion he brings to the game and how he could galvanize that team because that those are his boys, okay? And that's why they brought him back. Even if he may not be dollar for dollar, pound for pound, yard for yard, as productive as uh, Carson was, I think there's intangibles. It's kind of like bringing Jason Witten back. Is Jason Witten the same Jason Witten from a few years ago? Hell no. But that leadership and that passion for the game, you know, now did it work because Dallas ended up 8-8. Eight eight. I mean, I don't know what they would have been without him, so hard to say. Um, but I think it was a good move for um, Seattle to do, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to help them. And so um, I, I just think Seattle's the better team. I think Carson Wentz is totally unproven and untested in the postseason. So let's see what he brings to the table. And um, I do think that they put a lot out there to go 4-0 these last four games against the NFC East. But if you look at the quality of the games that they played, you know, they've, they've had their challenges in every single – I mean, the Giants, you know, took them to go into the fourth quarter to pull away. Um, you know, Dallas just played flat, but when we played them the first time, we whooped them like they was a daddy. And then look at how they played the Giants um, in the first game and, and the Redskins. They were close games. And I just think all of that emotion and energy to try to put a run together to get into the division, win the division and get into the playoffs, I don't know how much they're going to have left, to be totally honest with you. So uh, fly, Seahawks, fly. <laughs> I want to see them run the Seahawks special. You know what I'm saying? In case y'all didn't catch it, I hate the Eagles. In case I wasn't clear. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, that was it. That was all. All I had for. Oh, you know, real quick, real, real quick. Um, yeah, you know what? That's not. We'll do that next week. It's not even important. Um, all right. Uh, let's close out. By the way, I just can't believe I didn't start off by saying Happy New Year. We're in 2020. <laughs> we get to say 2020 yeah. all year. I ain't going to say 2020. I'm going to say 2020 like the TV show. 2020. What year is it? 2020. 2020. But, okay, let's close out um, so we can all go back to enjoy. I don't know about y'all. I'm still on vacation. So uh, let's start with uh, the Comic K Star. 
All right, my brother. Nope. Uh, K-Star, final thoughts. Yeah, it sucks that our team doesn't make the playoffs, but it's uh, a good game this weekend. Um, yeah, everyone just enjoy. Let's see what happens. Okay. JB? Yeah, it's going to be a, a great weekend. I, I like Wild Card Weekend because we get two games on Saturday and Sunday. So I always like that. And, and the matchups are intriguing. Um, all four games are going to be good. Um, hopefully we'll get the outcomes that we expect to see. I don't want to see any blowouts. I want to see slugfest. Well, minus the Seahawks and the Eagles and the Titans pass because I can't stand those the pass and the Eagles. We won't even go there. Really just want to see good football. I want to see quality football. These are supposed to be the 12 best teams. I want to see the 12 best teams go at it then. So I'm looking forward to good football. Okay. Stop the train. Uh, I would agree. Uh, No blowouts. Don't really have a dog in his fight. No Bears, no Cowboys, no Steelers. But yet, there's still another solid month of football. Um, And this season has been a season of a lot of surprises as far as the way teams have played and teams have stepped up. I mean, true parity. So, uh, looking forward to seeing to the playoffs, continue through the playoffs, and uh, like you said, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my only disagreement with what my brother said is, I would love to see the Eagles get crushed, destroyed. <laughs> okay, I don't want to see a competitive close game. I want to see a massacre. I want it done by the end of the first quarter. I want to see twenty-four to nothing end of the first quarter. I want to see them arguing with each other on the sideline. I want to see Carson Wentz throwing his helmet. I, I, I want to see total disarray and dysfunction on the Eagles' sideline. I, I just want to see a total mess. I want to hear, man, I wish we had Nick Foles. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear that because I can't stand, in case y'all didn't know, can't stand the Eagles. All right. Um, nah, man, we ain't noticed. Not at all. I, I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if I made that clear or not. Um, okay. So, anyway, Happy New Year to everybody. We'll be back. Um, well, I'll text the guys and see if we're going to go back to our Tuesday night or maybe do something different since there's no Monday night football. We've got options. But we will be back next week, one night next week, to talk about this weekend's games and then to look forward to the divisional round as we get ever so close to the upcoming Super Bowl. So I hope everybody enjoys the games. If your team didn't make it, well, welcome to the club. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's still some great, some great football this weekend. And uh, we're moving forward towards the Super Bowl. But in the meantime, check out these games this weekend. You know why? Because all feuds are settled on the field. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the games. (laughs) 